Do you love kids? Do you want to give back to them and you want to give back to your community? You're not going to want to miss this interview. This is the Franchise Pitfalls and Profit Show. Each week, we bring you the challenges and triumphs of being in the franchise development and consulting business. The things you need to make money faster. And now your host, one of the most successful franchise developers in North America, Don Shin. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to the show. Um, we've got the distinct pleasure of uh, welcoming Richard Knight, the uh, founder of SA Ninja Challenge franchise. And I'm particularly excited, Richard, because you and I have now decided to work together. Uh, you have done a fantastic job of, of getting your franchise on the ground and, and some really, really strong franchise partners. And Franchise Building Expert is now working with, with uh, USA Ninja Challenge uh, to take it to another level. So I am I'm super excited to invite you onto the podcast. Well, thanks, Don. Uh, we're excited to be here. Um, I'm looking forward to this. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, I'm going to let you uh, just do a quick intro. I love to let uh, folks just kind of uh, talk a little bit about, get us started, talk a little bit about um, why you decided to do this, how you decided to do this, that kind of thing, and maybe a little bit about what your background uh, was or is. <clears throat> because what, uh, as I think I shared with you off camera earlier, that our audience are entrepreneurs or they're people that are thinking of uh, starting their own business, starting franchises. They love to hear uh, stories of people that have already been there, done that. And and so I think that's a good way to get started. And then uh, then we'll lead into some other conversations. That'll be great. Uh, why don't I start with a little of my background? Um, this is my fifth company. Um, I've owned um, a couple technology companies, three technology companies in the past, and then one uh I was a minor owner in a reality TV show oh, um, cool. from that standpoint. So, you know, um, all the tech space is very interesting, but, you know, this business is really unique um, from the standpoint out of all my businesses, besides making money, all businesses make money, which is great. Um, this business really touches on working with kids, family, and community. And we'll talk, I'm sure we'll talk a little about that from that standpoint. Um, I started this company uh, 10 years ago now. Um, a good friend of mine, Dale, and I have known each other for 30 years. Um, we were sitting at a men's um, business group in the morning, like a BAI group. And uh, a friend of ours sent a video of a child going over homemade obstacles in their backyard. And that was the spark of the business. And uh, from there, it was like, well, how do we put a business together like this? And, you know, how would we make sure it's safe for children and fun and all of those issues? And uh, that was kind of the jettison of this 10 years ago. We opened our first gym nine years ago. Awesome. And um, that's just amazing from that standpoint. And did you, did you tell me about your vision then? So did you think it was only going to be uh, like one gym or a couple gyms around yeah. town? Or did yeah, you have so this bigger vision before? So when we started, um, Planet Fitness kind of grew up in our backyard. Um, the original owners of Planet Fitness are about 30 minutes away from us. And uh, our goal uh, was kind of to start following the Planet Fitness model. And we were going to open 10 gyms and then assess, you know, should we look to then franchise or other methods of expansion? Well, we opened our first gym and within three months, the facility we were in, we were at capacity. 
within uh, two years, because we had a three-year lease, we had to move the facility to a bigger facility. Um, the gym was highly successful. And then um, in that third year, um, a person who is my first franchisee from South Windsor, Connecticut, they were up for a child's birthday party. I think it was their cousin and they were in there and I happened to just be in the gym that day. I was working the front desk, checking people in and all of that. And they were like, we want one. Richard, you've, you've got a franchise one. And I'm like, well, it's not in my plan. This is what I'm going to do. And they're like, no, 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 no. We want one. And uh, they were relentless. And uh, both Wendy and Dave, my first franchise owners, they still are in the system. They love it. They own um, two other locations now. Uh, so they're a multi-unit uh, franchisee, which is awesome. But they convinced me and it took us about uh, six to seven months to get ourselves prepared to start franchising. And, and tell us, I mean, you're in New Hampshire. And so uh, in case people think that, you know, this may not work in a small town or whatever. I mean, you, you obviously this will this concept will fit fit anywhere. I know you've got parameters, yeah. but. But uh, big, big city, you're you're very dominant in the Houston area already, uh, but but it works in small towns as well. It does. I mean, the, the nice thing about our models, it scales really well. We have what we call small gyms, which are really good for smaller communities. Um, a good example of that would be like Sunbury, PA. If you look at Sunbury, PA, it's it's a pretty rural community, about 20,000 in population. Um, and you know, that gym owner has been highly successful. And in fact, you can go to our website and listen to his, um, video that says, you know, his first week he went cash flow positive and opened the business. He'll say things like my break even was 88. I had 165 kids week one. Um, and then you get other markets like Houston, like you said, we have, uh, four gyms in Houston. We have gyms in Dallas in the larger metropolitan areas. We usually go with like a medium sized model in those. Um, areas and the medium sized model works really well. Same thing, you know, quick break evens for our, you know, franchise owners, um, all of that. Um, and then we have a really large model that goes into very major metropolitan areas. We're in development right now of two in Chicago inside the loop area. If people know that area, it's highly densely populated, yeah. highly yeah. affluent area. It's really like downtown Chicago. Awesome. awesome. So, so the vision was not necessarily to go franchising. You, you were going to open a number of gyms and then kind of assess where you are. So now that you have started franchising, has the vision changed at all since you did start franchising? Yeah, we, we don't. Uh, we're not looking to open gyms ourselves anymore. We're really helping people open their own gyms. Um, we currently um, have 22 gyms open. We have uh, another 16 in development. And, uh, you know, hopefully by the end of this month, which is only three days away, we'll have another two added to that. In fact, the contracts are up right now. So things are moving. They're, they're growing pretty quickly. And uh, people are excited when they come in and see it. Yeah, we were fortunate uh, living in Pennsylvania and and visiting uh, Chris up in, up in Sunbury. And, um, uh, yeah, it, it just really is a phenomenal phenomenal uh, gym and phenomenal model. Um, it, it, it is. And, you know, and when you go in and see the gym and you see the excitement of the children, that's what's, that's what it's all about. I mean, a really good business model, but the excitement that the kids have in the gyms and the parents and all of that. Sorry. And what was impressive to me was that um, 
not saying that you don't have uh, your traditional athletes, you know, that are playing soccer or football or whatever. But what what impressed me was this really attracts some of the kids that that uh, as I used to pick on my son, you know, he used to be the one, uh, you know, playing with dandelions out in left field, you know, yep. uh, when he played baseball, he ended up being a good swimmer. But uh, but this really attracts and, and gives something for kids that that might not fit into that traditional athlete uh, sport, right? Is that right? Or yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, one of the things that people um, look at is if you look at school sports in particular, uh, 20 years ago, it was like 76% of all boys did a school sport. Today, it's like 43%. Mm -hmm. And girls were a little less than that. They were like 68%. And today, they're in their 30 percentiles. Um, so, what happened to all those kids? Those kids need something to do. Um, and, you know, what we fill is we fill what's called that recreational fitness space. Mm -hmm. um, we're in there with other types of light businesses like martial arts and or gymnastics um, from that standpoint. But the kids really love the sport because they can move at their own pace. Yeah. It also, as a sport itself, it allows high level competition. Yeah. I think everybody's yeah. seen the TV show American Ninja Warrior. Well, there's a great TV show American Ninja Warrior Junior. Uh, we've had over 20 kids from our gyms on TV. And when awesome. kids get on TV and the, and the gyms see that and all the other kids, it's a, it's, it's a great time uh, from that standpoint. So um, not all rosy, you know, we, we all hit our bumps in the road. And as a franchisor, um, what, what's been your greatest challenge? And had you anticipated that or was it a surprise? No, I would say our greatest challenge was COVID. I mean, I, I hate to say that. Let's just talk about that for a second. Um, when COVID hit, we were actually regulated by certain government agencies and states to actually close our gyms. Some of our gyms are closed four to six weeks. One of the things that we did with our gyms is we pivoted to online training. So when if we kept the membership going and most gyms kept their membership going, we pivoted to online classes. We produced two classes a week and sent those out to all the members that were in our gyms. Um, the best thing about COVID um, is none of our gyms failed. Um, and we had zero failures. And even during COVID, we opened three gyms successfully. Um, so... You know, COVID was something we could not plan for. Um, we worked as a team. I had daily calls with all the owners and the daily calls moved to weekly calls and then weekly calls moved to monthly until everything got going and back on track. So that was yeah. the biggest challenge of anything. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just to tell my audience, you know, one of the, one of the things when, because people come to me all the time asking me about what's hot, what's not, you know, what's a good business to get into. And uh, one of the things I always talk to them about is, uh, is you, you've got to look at the leadership and are these people that you will have confidence in. And I think based on what you guys did in, in, in something, as you said, you can't plan for it. And there was no, there was no blueprint for this. I mean, there's blueprint for, for recessions and, and, and things like that, but there was no blueprint for this. So no, for my audience, I just say, you know, whatever franchise you might be looking at, or if you're thinking of going, in the business for yourself, you want to look for leaders like Richard because they uh, they were able to to react uh, to to the situation and make good calls. And obviously, it's obvious because there are a lot of franchises failed uh, during during COVID, and and obviously uh, USA Ninja Challenge wasn't wasn't one of them. So, right. Um, 
Well, great. I always like to uh, talk about highlights. You know, I asked you, the, you know, about the challenges, so I put you on the spot. Mm-hmm. But, but um, love to hear uh, some of the highlights, some stories about your successes and and highlights. Yeah. So it's really, uh, I'd, I'd say it's on two levels. Um, on a personal level, uh, I'll give you a, a highlight from that standpoint. So. Um, when I started this business, um, I was actively involved in the business. I coached a lot in the very beginning. We had our first gym. You know, I needed to understand the whole process, and we were in there every day. And I have to say, from a business standpoint, besides a strong business model, what the thing was most rewarding was seeing the kids and working with the kids on a day-in and day-out basis. And I can give you a good example uh, of that. Um there is a boy, um, Zach, that's in my wife's a second grade teacher, and he is in my wife's second grade class. And this just kind of crystallizes why Ninja is so exciting um, from that standpoint. Well, my wife always says at the beginning of the school year, ask the kids each to stand up what you do over the summer. And most kids get up there and say, oh, I want a vacation. My wife says, who'd you go with? Mom, dad, brother and sister. And where'd you go? Mountains, beach, wherever it was, grandma's house, whatever. Well, Zach says, Mrs. Knight, can I go get my bag? It's what I did over the summer. Well, he pulls out his ninja shirt, his level one ninja shirt, because we have a level system. It's a yellow shirt. He put it on, and he went for 20 minutes before my wife gave him the hook. But he was, you know, I had to go through three rings and hit the dismount and then go to the traverse wall and then go over to the cargo net. And he went obstacle by obstacle explaining what he was doing. And then, you know, what you see from the personal standpoint, the excitement of the child, but then that night, Facebook in our town exploded. Like, what is what is Ninja? What is Zach doing? How is he in thing? All the mothers and fathers are asking, what's going on? My daughter or my son came home and said, I want to be a ninja like Zach. Well, because of that, we had six kids sign up to our gym. Uh, so on a personal level, you see that and you go, it makes you feel really good as a business owner. I mean, you're making a difference in the life of a child in a family. Um, That's really neat. Yeah, I I think on the um, business side is I look at it, all of our employees and all of my franchise owners have been with us now for years. So it's really like a ninja family. Um, Everybody that works for me has been with me for at least probably five plus years. Um, everyone that of my franchise owners, it's great. Um, we have long-term relationships with all of them. And I think the best part is that we act as a family. I mean, and you know, in business, that's hard. It really is to get that culture and that atmosphere. And I'm extremely proud of that, uh, from our standpoint, that, that culture that we foster about family. And not every franchise has that again, from, from my audience, since, some of what I do uh, it gives me exposure to h- hundreds and hundreds of, of franchise brands. Not everybody has that, Richard. So, yeah. so again, that's uh, for for people considering uh, franchise options. Look for that in a in a franchise. You you uh, you know always say you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself with a mm-hmm. franchise. But if but if that culture isn't there, then then you're still going to be by yourself to, yeah. to a certain extent. You, you know, Don, you had um, you had visited uh, Chris in Sunbury. Well, um, Jeff over in uh, Twinsburg, uh, Ohio, started like 
a month after Chris. So they go back and forth, like in a little friendly rivalry, like I get this many kids, I get this many kids <laughs> and all of that. So it works really well, that culture. And, you know, it's not, it's not like a real rivalry. It's like, how can we help? What are you doing? What am I doing? And you see that every day, day in and day out. Company I was with before, uh, or from one of the companies I've been associated with, I think they called it coopetition. You know, yeah. so you're 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 really you are working together, but it's this 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 fun uh, rivalry that's going to help both of us in in the long exactly. both of them in the long run. Exactly. Um, one of the things I want to talk about that I think is really important too is the 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 ownership uh, model options um, right now, and I know you're I'm I'm confident you're seeing it. For whatever reason, coming out of the pandemic, people have not wanted to be uh, fully uh, reliant on an employer and a paycheck. Yeah. You know, because when you have a paycheck, you only have one customer. You know, when you own your own business, you have multiple customers. But your your model uh, gives people really options of maybe keeping their 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 other business or their employment, or they can go in and operate the gym. So I, I thought it might be smart to just give a couple minutes uh, sure. about the the uh, the ownership options too. Yeah, so um, you're spot on on what's happening out there right now. What I've seen, even this this week, I have talked to six people from corporate America. And what they're worried about right now are layoffs and reductions in staff and all of that. And that's really weighing on their minds. And they're all looking at how do we create other streams of income to protect our family? Um, 60 or 65 percent of my current owners are semi-absentee owners. They can run a gym in six to 10 hours a month. A lot of them have kept their day jobs working either in uh, corporate America um, from that standpoint. So they're in tech, they're in healthcare, um, they're in other fields, but they're creating, you know, basically a multiple stream of income effect for themselves. And um, actually I was talking to a gentleman today and he says, I want to have five streams of income. He, he came right out with a multiple stream. I want to have five of those. And then I said, great, I'll, I'll, more than happy to sell you five gems. That's not a problem. <laughs> um, but, you know, from that standpoint, it was like, how do you do that? And, uh, you know, I walked him through that and all of that. The other thing our gym works really well is for the people that want to be involved and be involved in the day-to-day -day lives of children yeah. and mm -hmm. work in the gyms and work in the community. Um, and the owner-operators work really well in that capacity. You can be a coach. You could be just the manager, but still involved in your gym. Uh, the parents love to see you. Um, and I think what's unique about our gym is when parents come in with their children for a class, the kids come to a one hour class, the parents stay. So there's always parents around that you can talk with. And as the owner, there's nothing better you can do than, you know, walk up to them and say, hi, how are you doing? How's your son and daughter doing? And, you know, and see that. And you establish these long term relationships. Yeah. Um, which I think is, you know, awesome. Yeah. And that, and that just overall that, that give back to the community is, is incredible. Um, I talked to a lot of folks over the years and, and um, when they make this move into business ownership, they, they, they wanted to, to have more purpose. They, they yeah. wanted to have more meaning than just making a buck again. And um, I, I think, uh, I think USA Ninja Challenge really, really offers that. Um, you, you know, to Don, well, on that point, one more thought here. You know, one of the things that I think we offer, besides working with families and children, is give back to the community. And yeah. I think that's very important because I truly believe people want to do give back. 
They just don't know how sometimes. Our gyms become a great platform for doing that. Our gym has done American Cancer Society this year, St. Jude's Hospital fundraisers, Girl Scout, Boy Scout, Best Buddies, which are kids with, on the spectrum with Down syndromes and Asperger's, um, you know, fundraiser for them. And by the way, kids with Down syndrome and Asperger's work well in our program. So people, you know, kids with potentially some special needs mm -hmm. can work well in our gyms. Um, from that standpoint. So you have this platform now that you as an individual in your community can pick the charities that you feel strongly about. Um, I just ran one for Make-A-Wish. Um, you know, there was um, a child that needed to go on a vacation, they're terminally ill, and I did a fundraiser just to sponsor the child and the trip. Yeah. I, and I, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, uh, I'll, I, I was in, um, I'm in a mastermind group and, and there was a presentation a, a couple months ago in our last meeting. And, and it was about the fact that the consumer now, rather than just doing business with a business, they are looking for businesses that have a greater connection to the community or a greater connection to a bigger cause. And um, I, I won't even attempt to remember some of the statistics on it, but it shocked me uh, how that is consciously in the consumer's mind that they'd rather do business with people and giving their money, in essence, to a business that has a has a connection to a greater cause. So uh, I, I love that. I love that. Well, again, we we have uh, consult broker consultants uh, on the on the on the viewership. We have people looking at buying businesses. So uh, let's take a couple of minutes, Richard. Just um, and I know you have a. This is always a hard question because you have a lot of different owners as your franchise partners. But uh, but what are some of the things you're you're looking for that might ping you know a consultant to say, oh, you know, I really ought to look at at uh, USA Ninja Challenge for my client or a prospective buyer that's out there now watching and uh, wow, they, you know, they could hit on a couple of things that, wow, that's me. So what, who are you looking for in, as far as your franchise partners? Yeah. So what I, what I see for owners um, of franchisees, um, I really see two distinct types of people. And um, the first is somebody that's really involved in the metrics. They're the businessman. They're looking for return on investment. They're looking for things like quick break evens. I mean, our gyms go cash flow positive quickly. I mean, Chris's video up on our website did in one week. Uh, Twinsburg, which was right behind him, did it two weeks. Um, we've had gyms open their doors going cash flow positive. Um, so. If you're looking for a rock solid business model, love to chat with that type of person. Um, then the other person is really somebody that wants to work with children. They love working with families and kids. They wanna be integrated as part of the community. Some of my best owners are very involved in their communities. Uh, you know, they're, they're involved in Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, they're involved in the school, they could be on the PTO or the PTA organization, but they're involved in their communities. And to them, this is a great way of supporting the community and being involved, working with the children of the community, as well as the overall community. Um, when I look at profiles of people, I have people from corporate America, I have oil and gas executives, technology people. I have lawyers. I have a whole contingent of lawyers. Um, mm -hmm. I probably have half a dozen lawyers in our system, half a dozen nurses in our system as well. 
Uh, so people from healthcare. Um, so they come from a variety of backgrounds in a variety of different um, thoughts. So awesome, awesome. And one of the, I, I would say probably 99% of the time I get the question, well, how fast can I make money? And so, uh, so the the speed and the the speed to which your franchisees are are cash flowing, um, I, I and we don't probably have time today to do it, but I know that has a lot to do with your pre-opening launch and exactly. your pre-opening work and process and your soft launch that you do. So uh, so again, anybody kind of watching, uh, if you're looking for a business that uh, if done correctly, uh, if if you follow the system, this is a business that's got got a got a pretty quick turnaround. Um, you know, in closing, um, Richard, there's always something I always ask, and I finish with this question, and that is that is there anything I haven't asked you, or is there anything we haven't talked about that you'd like to say, hey, you know, I really want to be sure that people heard XYZ. So is there anything else you, you wanted to be able to share before we before we kind of wrap up? No, I'd say, Don, the only thing that I'll, I'll talk about is we, we are really looking for people that want to be part of the business family. So I'm, I'm looking for people to come in, want to work with other franchise owners. No one competes directly with each other. I mean, you could be friends with the owner in Houston and you're in, you know, Ohio uh, from that standpoint. But we all have a similar cause. It's working with the families, working with the community. And how do we share? And what I think is the best part is when we get together and share our experiences like birds in the feather um, type of uh, events. Um, and that's that's great. Um, and we create so many best practices from all the people in our you know, franchise, in our franchise family, I should say. Yep. And, and again, for, for audience wise, I've, I've worked with a lot of different founders and owners and, and been in franchising for, for 23 years. But um, Richard's the Richard's the real deal. When he says this stuff, it is not just for show. Um, you know what you see is what you get. So, uh, so I'll tell you that that's that that means a, that should mean a lot to prospective uh, franchisees. So, all right, sir, we are a wrap. I appreciate Thank it, you, and thanks, folks, for uh, for watching today. Thanks. Take care. 